A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Today, we are going to talk about my favorite business topic, which is automating and scaling your business. First off, why would you want to do such a thing? Well, if done correctly, automating and scaling your business can lead to both more money and more time. And who doesn't want that? And if you grow your business, make more money and have more time, you're going to be able to help more people. I call this the triple threat of awesomeness. Okay, I just made that up right now, but let's go with it. But if done incorrectly, automating and scaling your business can lead to disaster. You know the saying, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Well, those guys ditched class on the day of this train. I have 10 automation and scaling gold bombs that I want to share with you. These aren't in any particular order and they all kind of play off each other and bleed together. But I felt like it was important that we addressed each one of them separately so we don't miss anything. You don't need to do all of these perfectly to automate and scale your business. Choose what's best for you based on where you are in your situation with your business. Ready? Let's dive in. Automation and scaling gold bomb number one is intention. Now this initially wasn't even on the list, but it's probably the most important one. As I thought through, how is it that we've been able to automate and scale each one of our businesses? It was because we had the intention to do it. It was the goal. That was where we were going. I was constantly always thinking of two things. How can we get more done with less of our time? But I feel like most business owners that I talk to, it's not even their goal or intention to automate and scale their business. It's like they say they want to grow, but they're not really looking at everything in their business and trying to figure out how they can automate and scale that thing. Or maybe it's that they don't believe it's possible. So the first step is believing and knowing that it's possible and constantly asking yourself how How can this be done? Not can this be done, but how can it be done? It starts with thinking of the impossible. What if Walt Disney was king at this? What if, what would it be like? Could you imagine? And then from there that goes to 
how can this be done? That's where a lot of people just think, oh, that can't be done. That's not possible. I have to be the one who's always involved in everything. No, you've got to change that thinking. The only way you're going to automate and scale your business is if you believe it can be done and you have the intention of making it happen and you're constantly trying to think of how you can move towards that. So just remember, it all starts with intention. Gold ball number two is do less. <sighs> now, while this might sound counterintuitive, after intention, this is probably the single most important thing you can do to automate and scale your business. When I say do less, I'm not just talking about you as a person. I'm talking about your entire company. What are the things that you or someone else in your company are doing that are not essential? Is there any busy work happening? Are you focusing on too many projects or too many businesses? He who chases two rabbits catches none. Often entrepreneurs like to get involved in multiple businesses. And while this is okay if you've already automated one of them, if you try to grow two businesses at once, you will get nowhere. Focus stands for finish one course until success. Focus will make you rich. If you and your team has one main goal and are laser focused on reaching that goal, you're going to get there a lot faster. You're going to be way more successful than if you have your hands and all kinds of things. So take an inventory of everything you're doing, have anyone on your team do the exact same thing and eliminate anything that is not absolutely essential to you growing your business. Number three is technology. What are some tools that you or your team can use to accomplish more in less time? For example, right now I'm recording this on a software program called Descript. It automatically transcribes everything I say and as you delete those words, it takes them out of the final edit. Then it has a function that allows you to add B-roll, pictures, music, or anything else you want. Basically making the creation and editing process significantly faster. Other tools such as email automation software, cell CRMs, and video conferencing such as Zoom are invaluable tools when it comes to running your business. Don't get too bogged down with these, but utilizing just a few tools that can help you do more with less time will help you automate and scale your business. Number four is systematize. So by now you've taken an inventory of everything that you or or anyone on your team does with their time. You've eliminated everything that isn't absolutely essential to the growth of your business. Then you thought of any technology or tools that you can use to simplify or improve anything you're doing. Now you wanna look at everything that's left. What is taking a lot of time? And think of how can it take less time? How can you automate or systematize those things? So for example, when we started flipping a high volume of houses, we noticed we were taking a long time getting and reviewing and negotiating bids from contractors. But at the end of the day, after all the back and forth and getting multiple bids and all the haggling, we seemed to end up paying about the same price for everything we were getting done. So we started to look at the cost of everything that we were having done on all these houses. And we started to see itemized patterns of what we were paying for each item. And we had this idea. We came up with a price sheet, which basically said the amount that we would pay for each item that was done to each of our houses. We had all of our contractors pre-agree in advance to this price sheet, which eliminated all haggling, which eliminated us having to get multiple bids and save time and money for us and the contractors. It was huge. We also did things like using the same kind and color of tile, paint, counters, appliances. Just think of everything that you are doing in your business and what system or process can you put in place so that you don't constantly have to address or repeat that exact same thing. These things exist in every business. 
business. You just have to take the time and think through the things you're doing and how you can systematize all of it. Gold bomb number five is people. Now I would say that this is the most important one, but I think I've already said that like two other times. So look, they're all really important, but it'll be very difficult to automate and scale your business without working with other people. The first thing you want to do is refer to your time log. I want you to circle the things that take the most of your time and then highlight any lower skill type items that you think would be easy for someone else to do. Also make a note of things that you're not very good at or you really don't like doing. In addition, write down things that you think should be happening in your business, but aren't just because you don't have the time or capability to do it. So now that you've gone through your time log, you want to focus on outsourcing or find someone to do those tasks that take the most of your time and are easy to teach someone else to do. Doing this one thing alone could help you double your productivity. Once you've gone through the easier to do tasks, you want to start thinking of some higher level people that can help you manage and grow your business. These people don't have to cost a ton of money. Two of my all-time favorite employees didn't cost a whole lot in the beginning. And then over time they grew with our company in each business we've had, there were basically one to two people that managed most of the other people and processes, which made our life a lot easier and allowed us to focus on doing more of what we love and continuing to do things that would help grow the business. When we were running both our real estate investing and our education business, we had one person who managed the real estate investing business. And then at least in the beginning, Kyle helped us do almost everything related to our online education business. He was way techier than we were. So he would be running ads, creating websites and landing pages, helping edit podcasts and videos, communicating with customers, sending out emails. It was awesome, but it didn't happen overnight. It took some time with both Kyle and Vanessa, who was running our real estate investing business. At the beginning, I gave them easier tasks that took a long time to do. Or in Kyle's case, it was more tasks that I just didn't know how to do. And then they grew into it over time. I started both of them out part-time because I knew training them for 40 hours a week would just be too much in the beginning. And then with time, they were able to take on more as they understood more about the business. Then as we continued to grow with the education business, I was the one doing all the coaching and education. But as I started to meet and get to know other people, and as our students started to have more success, I brought on coaches and other people to help with the business. We eventually even made one of our coaches our COO, and he was the same person who later on purchased our business. And the only way this was doable, because we essentially automated everything. And while we could maybe help and be a part of the business and its growth, we just weren't an essential part in the day-to-day operations, allowing for a clean and easy exit. When we started our software company, we teamed up with partners such as a software developer who could build the product and someone else who could sell the product and run operations. One of the key things I found to be able to automate and scale your business by working with other people is empowerment. If you are constantly being involved in 100% of every decision made in your business, you will never grow and scale. Thinking and problem solving are two of the most underrated things that are so helpful, huge and important to have other people be able to do for you. But it can be difficult when you bring someone on to number one, you let go (laughs) of what you have going on. And number two, for them to take it and have confidence in it and run with it. So one of the things we did in our business is we implemented a no questions policy. Now that might sound kind of crazy and mean, but hear me out. Usually most people default to asking a question when they aren't sure how to do something. So we taught our team members to default to them coming up with the solution. See, usually we don't think we have the answer to something because we haven't thought through it. And we thought, well, I can't come up with the answer anyway, because they're the boss, they're in charge. They need to come up with the answer and tell me what I need to do. But what we found is as we allowed other people to think through and come up with the solutions on their own, and then come to us with situations and solutions versus questions and problems is that 
nine out of 10 times, we either completely or almost always completely agreed with what they came up with. Or oftentimes it was kind of neutral, like it didn't really matter one way or the other. So in those cases, we almost always try to tell them, yes, do it the way you came up with. Because once you do that, they are now empowered. Not only do they now have this list of all these things that they can now figure out and do on their own, but they also know that they are valued and they're capable of solving other problems as well. And never let someone come to you with what we refer to as a monkey on your back and take that monkey off and hand it to you and make it now your problem. If someone comes to you with a problem, they need to make sure that they leave with that problem or take that problem to someone else who can help them take care of it. Gold ball number six is nail it, then scale it. So often people want to grow and explode their business before they've even gotten traction. The reason why we're constantly talking about taking fast and efficient effective action is because taking fast and effective action, focusing almost 100% of your time on revenue generating activities is going to give you invaluable information. Your number one goal in the beginning of your business is to come up with the very few key actions, key performance indicators that help you grow your business. It really only takes one successful marketing or sales campaign to launch your business into the stratosphere. Now it's going to take time to figure out what those key metrics are, but once you do, it will be significantly easier to scale your business. The first sell is harder than the next 10 and the first 10 sales are harder than the next 100 and so on. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Fran Bridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. John and his Frambridge Consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at franbridgeconsulting.com. 
That's FranBridgeConsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. In the last episode, we talked about Brady and how after 18 months to two years, he was now making a high six-figure income in his business. Brady has essentially nailed it when it comes to the sales and marketing process in his business. Now his number one goal is to find other people who can help do those sales for him. And as he does this, he will literally double, triple, or even quadruple the amount of money that he is currently making, putting him way into the seven figures within three years. That's my prediction and I'm sticking to it. And you can do the same thing. That's how we're currently scaling our software company. It took us a while to figure out the sales process. And while we're still improving that, we've got some key numbers figured out. We know the people we're calling. We know the lists we're calling from. We have a pretty good idea of what to say when we call them. And then as we bring other people on and train them to do the same thing that we've already figured out, our efforts are then exponentialized. And due to those steps that we have taken and are continuing to take, I was just talking to my partners earlier this week about having a goal that within five years, we'd like to exit at a $100 million evaluation. Now, whether we get there or not is yet to be seen, but we've already had huge strides and are seeing major exponential growth. And it's only possible through nailing it first and now scaling it as we go. Number seven is understanding and having a risk mitigation system in place. So many people never start a business because they are so afraid of losing money. And I get it. I used to have the same fear. In fact, in 2010, we bought this house to flip and I was scared to death. It wasn't even that expensive of a house. And it was the first time that I borrowed private money from someone else. I was so afraid that we were going to lose money on this house and that we were going to lose this investor's money. And it just stressed me out and it paralyzed me. I had a hard time sleeping at night. It was horrible. And then the following year, we ended up flipping 60 houses and the year after that, 120. And I wasn't even phased at all. What was the difference? I had a risk mitigation system in place. Basically in a nutshell, in the end of 2010, we started buying some rental properties. In the beginning of 2011, we were out of money and had to sell some of those rental properties. We made a killing on those properties that we sold and decided to sell some more, which gave us more capital, which allowed us to buy more. But this is the mind hack I used. Every house we bought, I thought of it as a rental property in my mind. And then that way I knew if we couldn't sell it, we could keep it as a rental and still have a great rental property. Having a solid plan B allowed us to move forward without the fear holding us back, which allowed us to grow and scale. Going from making $50,000 and hardly being able to pay our bills in 2010 to making a seven-figure income just working a few hours a week in 2012. It was unreal. There's a term in business called bootstrapping, which essentially means growing your business with spending little to no money. And it happens all the time. In some cases, I think starting and growing a business this way is the best way because it causes you to think outside the box and come up with long-term sustainable solutions to growth. If you start with no money and you figure out how to make money, you know you're profitable. Other ways to mitigate risk in your business is to partner with others in exchange for equity versus paying them. You can pay salespeople commissions and a whole slew of other things. You can also use OPM or other people's money to help mitigate your own personal risk, which actually brings us to scaling tip number eight, which is money. Now, I just want to reiterate that you absolutely do not need to use this method in order to grow and scale your business. But there was no way I could teach about scaling your business without at least covering this topic. Leveraging money, if done properly, can be incredibly powerful. 
Now, I want to be very clear here. I am not an attorney or any kind of legal professional. And going into the legalities of raising money is way beyond the scope of this podcast. But just know that they do exist and you should look into them before pursuing this option. There are a multitude of ways you can go about this. So I'm just going to cover some few key points. First off, one way to get money is you partner from the get-go with someone who has capital. Or maybe you have capital and you want to invest in someone else's business. For example, Tara and I are money partners in Five Oak, our review automation software company. But there have been other times when we've been the operators and we need to borrow capital from someone else. So you can partner with someone and give them equity, you can sell equity, or you can take on a loan. We've done both of these to grow businesses and we've also been on the other side as well in lending money to help other people grow businesses in both of these ways. Now there are pros and cons to both. At times when I had no money at all but I had a lot of spit and vinegar and just needed to do whatever it took to make it work, I was more than happy to give away a lot of equity because it really limited the risk that I took on. But now that I understand returns and believe that in the end, I will end up making more money by doing a loan. That's my go-to preference. In most cases, if at all possible, I would recommend waiting to take on capital until you have your proven sales process in place. So if, for example, you know that every dollar you spend on sales or marketing, you're consistently making five, 10, 15, $20 back, but you just need more money to ramp up your marketing and or for inventory, then borrowing money might be a great way to help you do that. Understanding the numbers and the return on the total invested capital is huge. If you know for certain that for every dollar you spend, you're making two, three, four, five, ten dollars back, and you believe that you can do that on scale, that's a pretty healthy return. Now, I don't know that I'd want to give away a ton of equity, but if you're making annualized returns that are in the one, two, three, four, five hundred percent range, and you're able to borrow money at eight to ten percent annualized, that might not be that bad of an idea. Once again, don't get out of control, don't over leverage, don't bite off more than you can chew. Just take things one small step at a time. And once again, make sure you talk to a legal professional about how to do this all the right way. In some cases, you might be better off just stockpiling as much cash as you can and reinvesting that back into your business. Bottom line is dealing with OPM or other people's money, while can be huge in growing your business, but it can also be a big pain. So be sure to proceed accordingly. I just don't want anyone coming back to me and saying you lost someone's money and it's my fault. I had nothing to do with it. I accept no responsibility, put on your big boy and big girl pants, and I'm just throwing out ideas. That's it. That's it. Okay, number nine, and this just might be the solution to not have to worry about number eight, is break-even or self-liquidation funnel. If you can figure out how to acquire customers for nothing or to even make money while you're acquiring customers, you, my friend, have a seven-figure business on your hands. Once again, this is not easy to do and will take a lot of time figuring out that perfect offer, but if and when you do figure it out, it will literally make you rich. It's a beautiful thing, and it's a great way to scale and automate your business. Once again, the details of this is a little outside the scope of this specific podcast. I could probably do a three-day seminar covering this one topic alone, but I'll try to give you a couple quick examples. Let's say you create a webinar and you drive paid traffic to that webinar. On that webinar, you give some value. You teach something to the people who attend, and at the end, you sell something. Now, let's say you spent $1,000 in marketing and you had 100 people sign up for your webinar, and at the end of the webinar, you sell a $500 product and four of the people who signed up for the webinar end up purchasing this product. You just spent $1,000 on marketing and made $2,000. Not too shabby. You essentially made money while acquiring customers. And you also added 100 additional emails to your database and people who could potentially purchase from you in the future. Now, let's say you only got two sales and you ended up making $1,000. And the next time you spend $5,000 and you make $5,000 back. And you continue to do this to the point where you now have a huge database, you have many customers, but you haven't made 
any money. Once again, hopefully you're making money on the way, but just hear me out. You now have 50 to 100 customers and several thousand people in your database. And in the future, anytime you sell a product or service to this group of people, your marketing cost or cost to acquire a customer is now zero. So everything is pure profit. Now, this is essentially kind of how things played out for us in our first education business. The first eight months, I'll be honest, it didn't really feel like we were making a whole lot of money. In fact, we were making a ton of money flipping houses and not a whole lot of money doing our online education business. And I was about to throw in the towel. But then one day, one of my mentors asked me, why don't you guys have a high level or a high ticket program that you offer? At first, we were hesitant, but he talked us into it and we decided to go for it. Without spending a single additional penny on marketing or sales, all we did was send out an email with the offer to our current customers and database. And within days, we signed up 13 people for our $25,000 coaching and mastermind program. My mind was blown. From there, we continued to grow and scale that program and it made us millions of dollars and helped hundreds of people. So once again, if you can have a funnel or an entry level type offer that essentially covers your upfront expenses, and then you can continue to nurture and grow that community and sell products and services to that database and those customers and that group of people, then you can have some wild success in your business. Our 10th and final gold bomb is my attempt to bring this all together. Build the machine. And to help convey the message I want you to get from this, I'm going to share with you a story. There once was a guy named Larry. Larry was in his early 30s, happily married with three young kids. He had a decent job that paid the bills, didn't make a whole lot of extra money, but it did the job. But Larry dreamed of more. He wanted to spend more time with his kids and take his wife on that nice trip she always wanted to go on. He wished he was able to save up a little something for retirement and had some family members in need that he wished he could help a little more. Now, Larry was a widget maker. On average, Larry could make about one widget per hour and he was required to make 10 widgets per day or 50 widgets per week. And one day along came this man that was selling a widget making machine. This machine could make five widgets in just one hour. The man explained to and helped Larry see that by working just four hours a day, he can make twice the amount of money in half the time. But there was a catch. This machine cost a little bit of money, which Larry didn't have, and would take about a hundred hours for Larry to build. Since Larry didn't feel like he had any extra time or money, he decided to pass. In short, it would only have taken Larry a few months of putting in some additional hours, sacrificing a little bit extra, going down so he can then go up to change his life forever. But he just couldn't see it. He was only focused on what was directly in front of him. ROTI or return on time invested is the most valuable return you can get. While it might feel like a setback at the beginning, if you're willing to follow these steps and focus some time working on your business instead of just in your business, with time, you'll find that it's by far the best investment you've ever made. So to quickly recap our 10 automation and scaling gold bombs, we have number one, intention. Number two, do less. Number three, use technology. Number four, systems and processes. Number five is people. Number six, nail it, then scale it. Number seven is risk mitigation. Number eight is money. Number nine is having a self-liquidation offer. And number 10 is Build the machine. Growing and automating a business is not easy. Sometimes it takes taking a few steps back to take 10 forward, but the reward and payoff is so worth it. Remember, you don't have to do it all at once. Just think of one or two or parts of a few of these that you can begin applying today. 
And if you enjoyed today's podcast, like a review would be so sweet. No, like seriously, please, please leave us a review. Why not? Like, right? It'd be, it'd be so great.